Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Griffin, come on down. Hi there, Griffin Coldiron. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you. Oh my god, this is like a dream come true. Yeah. Now, are you ready to play? Did that eat your mom? The game where you, Griffin, have to figure out: Did this creature eat your mom? Okay, I think I'm ready. All right. I've been watching the show for years. I gotta say, I'm just a big fan. Like, yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, thank you. Hey, yeah. you know what? I'm a fan of yours. So there we go. Stop. All right. Okay. So your the your options for round one are for did it eat your mom? Uh huh. This coyote. Okay. Hmm. Or this terrible vampire bat. Oh man, you know, like look, it's complicated. It's, it's complicated, man. It's complicated. Oh god, I do this so much in my living room, though. Like watching the the show. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, a coyote. All right, Griffin said coyote, and the answer was coyote. Congratulations, that gets you $500 American and this large, nice camping set for you to take home. All right, now so for I round... two can get eaten by coyotes. Exactly, exactly. Now for round two. Okay, I'm ready. Was it a Kraken or your dad? <laughs> Yeah, that's right, folks. This is the part of the show that we call <laughs> Got Your Ass. <laughs> Wait, do you uh, know? Was it my dad? And the answer was, and then, yeah, it's where you got to add in some really, like, sort of, like, sultry music. It was your dad. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be on this game show anymore. <laughs> well, that's all for Griffin Cold Iron today, everyone. Thank you very much, and enjoy your camping set. May you actually not get eaten by coyotes. Thanks. Good night! Uh, yeah, I think my goal was to make the most um, impossible to follow game show, and I think I did that. I think you succeeded. I was going to say this was one of your weirder intros yet. And you've I really done a that. lot of intros. Of the intros I have done, I have done weirder, but that was that was it was not by much though. Not by much though. <laughs> I would say in our what hundred and nearly thirty episodes of this show. Yep, that's probably my top. It's probably top twenty. I'd say top one. Certainly, certainly top one. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I am Zach. I'm Griffin. And uh, we've got another sick app. Just, just a 
sick one. It's just locked and loaded and ready to be shot into your nose, which will then end up in your ears because yeah. they're all connected. Your nose will be chock-a-block full of episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, oh, what's that in one nostril? It's uh, it's epi. And then on the other side, it's sewed. That was a cool sound. I like that. Hey, thanks. <laughs> That was nice. I'm a fan. And the episode du jour is a uh, another rendition of Big Boys. Big Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that was that because we record over Discord, Didn't I got out. I got Big Boy. <laughs> And it was just silent, and I'm just watching you leaning back with your mouth wide open. Is that why you laughed? Yeah. Was it not the longevity of it? I mean, it was a combination of the factors, yes. Um, This is Big Boys 8. We've done a fair amount of Big Boys on this show, but... um... You know, the big boys, they keep on coming. Yeah. They, 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 the, the boys start coming and they don't stop coming. This is like big boys eight, like planet side, you know, like we've yeah. gone, like we've, we've done all the big boys we can on planet earth and now we have to go like to another planet. Yeah. This is like big boys eight, uh, big boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's like lowercase, but in bold. Yeah, exactly. Big boys eight your mom. Your mom. Yeah. Yeah, or big boys ate your dad. Ah, don't you hate it when that happens? Dude, I hate it, man. But yeah, we're popping into uh, Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts 3, as we are so wont to do. We do uh, love this book. We do love it so. And we're talking about creatures of size category huge or larger. And, um, and oh, we, we got some. We got some. And up first, Zach, we got a real zinger. We got the Snallygaster. That's a fun name to say, I gotta say, dude. It's pretty Snallygaster. good. Snallygaster. It feels like it's in the same vein of, like, the um, uh, the Slithy Tove, you know, that... Yeah, um, that sort of... That Jabberwock ass sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> creature. Exactly. We got the Snallygaster. Um, Snallygaster kind of combines parts of like a bird and a lizard um it's got like a long lizard body and like a curved neck and like a long lizard tail for little furry wing not furry little feathery wings and like feathers on the head a beak on the face but then like just some weird sort of out of place legs that are like really muscly yeah they're very reptilian but yeah they're jacked well, yeah. I wouldn't say jacked, but like they're, they're like they're they're cut. They're cut. Yeah. yeah, like they're not. There's not like a shit ton of mass, but like you can really see the musculature. Yeah, and then there's just a um, a weird like glob of tentacles coming out of its mouth. Yeah, just kind of right out the beak. There, it's like it's like blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. The twisted hybrid of a giant bird and lizard flies forward on wings too small to support its bulk. A mass of writhing tentacles bursts from its open beak. Yuck. 
This horrific predator lairs and hunts in hilly and mountainous country, mainly preying on large, wild herd animals. If humanoids settle near its territory, however, a snallygaster is quick to take advantage of easier prey of livestock, horses, and even people. It, Uh-oh. it hungers for flesh. It hungers for flesh. It's an aerial predator. The snallygaster attacks from the air, swooping down to kill prey or entangle them in its tentacles before carrying them off to its lair for consumption. Its initial attack is prefaced by a horrific shriek that can be heard up to a mile away. Snallygasters are not speedy flyers, but they have excellent maneuverability in the air. They usually claim hunting territories within one to four miles of their lairs. All right. And then it says here they're polymorphic. Snallygasters vary widely in appearance, often looking vastly different from their parents. Some have horns or spikes of varying length and number, while others have a single eye centered on their heads. The colors and the ratio of feathers to scales on each snallygaster's body ranges widely as well. What the fuck? That's weird as hell. I don't like that. You don't like that? I don't like that. You'd rather they all look like this? I mean, maybe. In its actions, it does describe the tentacles as slimy. Mm. I mean, it'd be weird if they weren't. I'm unhappy. Would you rather them be dry tentacles? I might be able to get out of them better if they were dry. (laughs) They'd probably be, like, coarser, though, and, like, they'd, like, like scratch you. It's like yeah, sandpaper. It's like, yeah, it's just like being held by chapped lips. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what a visceral description. <laughs> uh, Lord fuck. of mercy. Uh, it's a huge aberration. It is unaligned. Bonus points for us. Uh, has 16 armor class, 207 hit points, 30 foot ground speed, and a 30 foot fly speed. It has a plus seven to its strength score. Uh, So we're looking at a 24 strength and a 21 constitution. Its intelligence is minus three, so a score of a four. And then its dexterity, wisdom, and charisma are all pretty mid. It is immune to acid damage and thunder damage, which is odd. And it's also... What a weird combination. Yeah. And it's also immune to the frightened condition. It has dark vision. Speaks no languages. What a shame. Uh, It has magic resistance, so it has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. It can regenerate. It regenerates 15 hit points at the start of every turn, uh, as long as it has at least one hit point. And then, yeah, it's got that multi-attack, where it makes one slimy tentacles attack and three talon attacks. If the Snallygaster hits a creature with two talon attacks, the creature must succeed a DC 18 strength saving throw or take an additional 2d10 piercing damage and be knocked prone. Ouchie, ouchie. One tentacle and three talons? That's the way it looks. Holy shit, and they're 2d12 plus 7! It's a CR 15, homie. Damn. Horrifying. Oh, yeah. Slimy Tentacles. It's a plus 12 to hit with a 15 foot reach. So it can really just, like, get you. Deals 3d8 plus 7 bludgeoning damage, and the target is grappled with an escape DC of 18. Until the grapple ends, the target is restrained and takes 4d8 acid damage on the start of each of their turns. And then the talons, by default, do, uh, yeah, plus 12 to hit, 2d12 plus 7 piercing damage. 
And it does have that screech as a recharge ability. The Snallygaster emits a loud squawk like a screeching whistle in a 60-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC 18 constitution save. On fail, they take 14 D6 thunder damage and are stunned for a minute. Horrifying. And then half damage, no stun on a success. Stunned creatures can repeat their uh, saving throws at the end of their turns. As a bonus action, it's a nimble flyer. And it can dash or disengage while in the air. And then it can parry spell. Where if the uh, Snallygaster succeeds on a saving throw against a spell of 5th level or lower that targets only the Snallygaster, the spell has no effect. If the Snallygaster succeeds the saving throw by 5 or more, the spell is reflected back at the spellcaster. Yikes. Yeah. These guys are cool as fuck. And are a horrible. Well, yes, but... I think this is going to be a reverse Grick situation where you really got to sell me on these things, Griff. <laughs> I mean, I just... Here's the thing. It's like, I, I just think they're neat. They're you know? pretty neat. They're pretty they're neat. Horf- but they're horrifying. But imagine, I'm, like, riding around on one. No one's going to fuck with you. I mean, yeah. The the the, uh, the horrifyingness is that it can bonus action, use disengage... And then it's just gonna like it'll just take the whole battlefield out. Mm-hmm. It can just go to four people and just keep moving, and it's no big deal. Yeah, huh? Or it can fly down, slimy tentacle you, restrain you, and then fly away with you, and just like scratch you a bunch of times on the way, and it'll be horrible. Yeah, huh? They're bad. It's scary. Or just yells at you really loudly. <laughs> ah! We're a couple of odd ducks, Griff. We're, you're just now discovering this? Yeah, it took me all these years. How long have we known each other at this point? 12 years? I mean, we've years? known each other about 12. It's what, 20? It's 2014. 2014. 2024. Jesus, we both said 2014. 20, 2014, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it will be uh, 13 years come August. Wow. Known each other a long time, Griff. That's my guy right there. That's my fucking guy right there. You know who's not my guy? The Snallygaster. I zagged Dudes. on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you did. Yeah. I got zagged. Who would want this as a pet? No, I a crazy person. Yeah. But you know what? If they are crazy enough to want that, like then by all means, like I think they should have it. Yeah. Like maybe it'd be appealing to like other aberrations, like maybe like mind flayers. Could, oh, yeah. could maybe be interested in a Snallygaster. Yeah, I could see like a like a beholder being like, oh, yeah, get me a Snallygaster. <laughs> That's the the beholder in my head. Oh, yeah. His name is um, Scorchchenkov. And he, he is a... Um, Sorry, one more again? Scorchchenkov. And he's oh. uh, in charge of a large... Um, Serbian-esque drug cartel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me this Snallygaster. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Chenkov, sir. Uh, will that? The, yeah, that's it. Will that be cash, credit, or uh, local currency? Yeah, it will be rubles. Okay, let me look that up in the book real quick. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. 
that is a form of currency. I can accept rubles. Oh, you're Ru- going Ru- to res- rubles. Rubles. Are you saying that with a B or a P? With a with the B. Rubles. Yes. Rubles. I'm pretty sure that was just like a Soviet currency. <laughs> I know. I'm do- I'm I'm doing a bit. Oh, uh, I didn't know if you were doing the bit or if you didn't like you thought I was making up some sort of. Strange... Of course, I know what rubles are. What do you take me for? A rube. <laughs> All right, the podcast is done. Fifteen minutes <laughs> in, I, I think. What I think, I'm hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Snallygaster, bad pet, bad pet. Uh, so up next, we got something real special. This is the Akorakamui. Akorakamui. Mui. Akoraka. Akarakamui. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's really that's also really fun to say. Akarakamui. Akarakamui. Hell yeah. Uh, so I'm like I don't get I I don't see the whole thing. Like I'm seeing like you know like a sea and there's like a bunch of like rocks sticking out of the water. Uh-huh. There's a little boat and then there's like one tentacle that's kind of poking up out of the water, but then below the waterline, wrapped around the rocks, are a bunch of other tentacles, and we're seeing, I'm assuming, the head, which if it looks very lobster esque, like it's got a, but it's got like a bunch of eyes, and it's got yeah. like those, you know, the sort of crustaceous, like mandibular kind of vibe going mm-hmm. on. Um, and so I don't know what the rest of it looks like, but this is a gargantuan celestial. It's re- in parentheses Ooh. does say Titan. Whoa. So let's read, shall we? Yeah. The water tumbles and foams as eight massive red tentacles burst upward. The Akarakamui safeguards river mouths, bays, lakes, and coastlands protecting against any who would dis- uh Despoil the natural world. Okay, I'm already fucking rucking with this. Hell thing. yeah, Akaraka Mui. I'm Akaraka it, fucking with you. Yeah, there we go. It has a particularly strong hatred for undead and necromancers. Okay, okay. It's right. benevolent and powerful. Hell yeah. Okay, while fierce, the Akaraka Mui can be benev- uh, benevolent, and many fishermen and travelers give off. Uh oh, I almost read offspring. No. And I was like. That's scary. Uh, give offerings for safe passage to the creature's waters or for its magical healing. Okay. Ooh. The Akarakamui can detach part or all of one of its tentacles and offer the flesh to feed lost travelers or heal supplicants. Though woe betide those who deceive the Akarakamui or take its aid for granted. That's extremely cool. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It's just like, oh, uh, hey, dudes. Uh, you, you not feeling great? You not feeling great? You um ran out of supplies? <sighs> Here, snack on this, my guy. Did you just give us your arm? Yeah, don't worry. I got like 40 of them. It'll be back. It'll be back. Don't worry. Uh, it's I will wise. take your offspring, though. As offspring. Your offspring. Okay, in my defense, it's only a couple letters off. Well, I'm saying, like, <laughs> offspring could be given in offering. You know what? That's not wrong. You're not wrong. They're wise and fickle. The Akarakamui oh. is an ancient creature that quietly observes the world from its watery domain. Centuries of offerings of knowledge, stories, and treasures fill its mind and its lair, and many are just as likely to seek 
the Akaraka Mui for its wisdom as for its ability to cure ailments. However, it is fickle and particular about who it aids. Those seeking the Akaraka Mui's ancient wisdom or, uh, or powerful healing would be wise to arrive with an offering of knowledge, magic, treasures, or exotic foods. Nice. <laughs> Interesting. So it's got... Uh, Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Akaraka Mui, um, yeah. I would really love your help in... Um, I've got this, like... like uh, my my cousin like has a really bad like case of the flu and it's really rough i was wondering if maybe you could help out in exchange i brought you uh, a delicacy from my land um it's chicken tikka masala from the indian place down the block here you go i've never beheld such beautiful looking food give me just a moment yeah no have at yeah you watch giant tentacles use just like a fork Mm mm-hmm Oh, tell me, t- tell me how that how that treats you. Oh, it went down real good. It went down real good. All right. Yeah, you say your cousin. Your cousin yeah. Sick? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Just uh, give me a moment. Yeah, it pulls out a, a holy fucking, shit a cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Cook that up and feed her to her. She'll be doing great. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Akarakamui. <laughs> Uh, it's got stuff about its lair. The Akaraka Mui lives in sacred coves, bays, lakes, or inlets, typically in underwater caverns, sunken temples, or submerged palaces. It's got a bunch of uh, lair actions. Um, they've got stuff like entangling vegetation. Yeah, seaweed comes out and grabs people. Suppress Ooh. healing. Ooh, magical healing is suppressed in sixty foot radius, centered on a, on the point on a point that they that it chooses. That's intense. Um, and it's Oof. got an undertow, which is like it can like move people around is what yeah. I'm guessing. Um, and then, yeah, it's got regional effects. The region containing an Akaraka movie's layers imbued by the um, by the character, the creature's celestial presence, which creates one or more of the following uh, effects. So there's calm weather. Nice. Oh, like in the region. Yeah. Like like how some dragons do. Yeah. That's cool. There's detection. He's real chill. In- Detect intruders whenever a creature with intelligence of three or higher comes within one mile of the lair. The Akaraka movie becomes aware of it. And then promote growth. Native fish and plant life within the water containing the lair are more abundant, colorful, and larger than normal. I love that. That's very neat. Uh, if the Akaraka movie dies, fish and plant life in the region return to their normal sizes and colors within one D10 days. But the other effects fade immediately. Yeah, this is a uh, uh, a healthy stat block. Uh, yeah, so we can lot, probably lot. like pick our favorites yeah. from here. I'm looking at where it says offerings of flesh, where it's about okay. what the uh, tentacles can do. Oh, so yeah. Why don't you go ahead and read it for us? It can spend quick. a minute carefully detaching part or all of one of its 100-foot-long tentacles. Wowzers. Uh, dealing no damage to itself. The tentacle contains a magic-imbued fleshy hook. And enough meat for 25 rations if it's part of a tentacle or 50 if it's a full tentacle. Holy shit. If properly preserved. Um, The fleshy hook remains imbued with magic for four hours or until the creature eats it. The creature that eats the hook regains 50 hit points, is cured of blindness, deafness, and all diseases, or restores all lost limbs. Lost limbs? It works like the regeneration spell. That's incredible. The hook's magic works only if the Akarakamui offered the flesh willingly. I, yeah, but um, uh, fast the fast 
tracking the easy stuff here. Yeah. It's amphibious. It's got the legendary resistances, magic resistant. All of its attacks are magical. Uh, it's got regeneration, so it regains the 15 hit points. Um, it's got siege monster. Uh, and then it makes three tentacles attack. Uh, it can place one attack with um, a use of spell casting or healing touch, which nice. is huge because it can cast a spell and then also make two tentacle attacks. Amazing. Horrifying. Um, let's see. So it's plus nine to hit. It's got a 30 foot reach, uh, 46 plus five bludgeoning. And then a grapple happens. It has a radiant wave, which is a recharge of six. Um, it's a DC Whoa. seven con save or take 88 radiant damage. Radiance um, and that's each creature within 30 feet of the Akaraka Mui, so that's huge. Fuck. It's got the healing touch three times a day. It's got that Spell healing casting. touch. It could do uh, detect evil and good and detect poison and disease at will. Cool. Uh, three times a day, control water, legend lore. That's huge. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Once per day does Gias. Gias. Um, Gias. Um, it's got <laughs> something called Guardian's Grasp, which is a reaction. Um... It can pull the creature out of harm's way. Out of harm's way. That's really cute. Is, I like that a lot. That's very sweet. Um, and then it's got legendary actions. It can uh, make um, perception or wisdom checks as a legendary action. And it's something Fun. called discern. It's got jet where it swims up to half its swimming speed, which is 60 feet. Fuck. This is a, only a challenge rating 12, which I think is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do the most a, damage in the world. Yeah. It can cast a spell, um, or it could do a tentacle sweep where it, um, yeah, hits uh, each creature within 20 feet of the Akarakamui uh, that isn't grappled by it must succeed on a DC 17 deck save or take 46 plus 5 bludgeoning. And you get knocked prone. Can I uh, can I hit you with something here? Yeah, hit me. Seeing as how it can uh, detect good and evil and detect poison and disease at will. Mm-hmm. Dr. Rakamui. Dr. Rakamui. <laughs> Doc Rakamui. Doc Rakamui. <laughs> that's pretty righteous. I like that a lot. Oh, God. That's, yeah, dude. This thing fucking rocks. If I've got to find a place to put this in this island game, I've been trying to get going for Oh, for sure, dude. It's like, got to show up. I'm already, I, I really like creatures like this because, like, yeah, they, they do such an interesting job of setting up something, like, really powerful and mythical, but in a really chill way. Well, I, I love it's one of those things, things that, that, like, I'll... could live beneath the scene. You could never yeah. interact with it, but everyone in the area is like, oh, yeah, you got to get It's like, oh, you're going to be sailing overseas? You should really, you know, put up some sort of offering to the Akarakamui. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yeah, the Akarakamui, the super big friendly octopus who cured my, you know, my boyfriend's my... gout. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he cut off part of his tentacle, he gave it to my boyfriend, he ate it, and then his gout was gone. Yeah. Like, his wife. And then, like, as a player, you're sitting at that table going, what the what? fuck are you talking about, DM? Well, I, there's also something I, I love about characters that, like, seem kind of horrifying, mm -hmm. right? Like, this thing is scary looking. Yeah. But, like, it's chill as hell. Like, it's just, like, down to be, like, a cool dude. Its face looks like those little tiny jumping spiders. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it looks friendly. Yeah. It's, even though yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's it, it. The eyes do like do look particularly like they're like, why? Hello there. Oh, friend. hey. How are you? What's, it is chaotic. Good. It's yeah, a celestial. It, it's a celestial. I fucking love this thing. Akarakamui 
We I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking uh rock a rock a movie. I'm aka rock a rocking with it. Aka rocking with it. It's an aka octopus. <laughs> Doctor Rocktopus. Wait, Did- no. <laughs> <laughs> uh Akarakta Doctopus. The rockin' Dakaroctopus. <laughs> this is becoming such a word soup. Just Dude the the fact of the matter is the Akarakamui rockas my sock uh off. <laughs> and um I am <laughs> Rakasaka Moi socks up. I love to play Rock'em Sock'em Robots with my Aka Rock'em movie friend. <laughs> uh, they're rad as hell. I'm a big, big fan. 100%. 100%. 100%. I've scrolled past this thing how many times, uh, and I've never actually looked at it, like, read anything about yeah. it. And I'm glad that we finally did, because it's really cool, and I'm a fan. It's really great. Awesome. Ad break? <sighs> Ad break. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there, and do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes, on Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Just say the word and we won't stop until you are thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell ya, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to Grumble. Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble! Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. Up next, 
Um, we've got another, I think, like a, a sea dwelling creature. Uh, we have the Gigantura. This um, it looks goofy as hell, bro. It looks extremely goofy, and I'll tell you, listeners, why. Um, so it's a fish. It's got fish body. It's got fish tail, but like a longer, spiky fish tail. Mm-hmm. It's got fish fins, but the front of the fish. <laughs> <laughs> The front of the fish looks like a fucking like 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 zeppelin or something. <laughs> like it has two big fins like where maybe ears would be coming off of it. Big big spiky mouth and then these dumb shit like telescoping goggle eyes <laughs> that are like sticking out from its dome. Yeah, Griff, I know that we t- we we brought him up earlier, but mm. now that I'm looking at this, it does bear a striking resemblance to a, a famed D20 character plug of Plug's butt ugly stuff hut. It yeah, if you look those at like his, you know, the fins as the hair that shoots out <laughs> the sides and the big glasses. The big like coke bottle glasses. Yeah. yeah. He kind of looks like Plug. (laughs) (laughs) It's got like a green and black mottled body. The fins have like red splotches on them. Uh, It gets to like a lighter green at the head. And yeah, just these weird, dumb eyes. (laughs) This thing looks goofy as hell. It should be scary because it's a gigantic monstrosity. But it looks like a dumbass Resident Evil enemy. (laughs) Like Kind of, yeah. He looks like he would have the voice of fucking Weevil, whatever his name is, from the Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, TV show. Oh! Remember the, remember the bug yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, say goodbye to Exodia! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. An enormous fish with huge telescoping eyes and jaws filled with dozens of razor-sharp teeth swims rapidly upward from the depths toward unsuspecting prey. Living deep in the world's oceans at between 1,500 and 6,000 feet below the surface, Gigantura are nightmarish water predators that few landlubbers have seen and fewer still have lived to tell the tale. The Gigantura's physical appearance is said to be so horrific that it can stun its prey with one glance. Are you sure? I, I like it. Yeah, do, do you think that they kill the people that see them not because they're ravenous, but like, guys, you can't tell anyone how dumb we look. Come on. All these like scuba divers are just like pointing and laughing. And they're like, guys, come Dude, on. Dude, come on. Well, I don't know, because it does say they're indiscriminate predators. Oh, that's fair. Although they live in the darkest, deepest ocean trenches, Gigantera come to shallower water to feed, observing their prey with their tubular eyes from far below (laughs) before striking. They're like a fucking reverse periscope. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I think I see something, yeah. Gigantera favor large undersea creatures such as sharks, giant octopuses, and whales as their primary food source, but will happily eat merfolk, murinids, something in this book is there, is there a page uh, number for them 281 i will go and look uh sahagan and even abeleth if given the chance Ooh. because of the way their astonishing jaw apparatus works that's my love that band astonishing Ooh, this jaw is apparatus. Just a, a big uh eel Ooh. Um, Mura, yeah uh 
because of their way of their by the way their astonishing jaw apparatus works, uh, Gigantera can swallow some of the largest denizens of the oceans, folding its prey inside its expandable stomach. Ugh. Yeah, there's a lot of weird fishies that can do that in real life. Um, it's a gigant it's a gargantuan monstrosity, unaligned, 16 armor class, 248 hit points, and a 60-foot swim speed. As a plus six to strength, plus five to con, plus three to dexterity and wisdom, and then minus two intelligence, minus three charisma. Really honestly, we should be like minus four. They do have a plus eight to their perception, which I guess is fair. And uh, plus eight to stealth. They're resistant to cold damage. They're immune to the stunned condition for some reason. Uh, and they have dark vision of 120 feet. They understand Aquin and deep speech, but they cannot speak. With their telescoping dumb shit eyes, the Gigantera has advantage on perception checks that rely on sight, and magical darkness doesn't impede the Gigantera's dark vision. In addition, it has disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws against being blinded. It's like when you're wearing, like, night vision goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it can only breathe underwater. Uh, it uses its horrific gaze, and then it makes uh, one bite attack and two tail slap attacks. Uh, with its, let's let's do those in order. So with its horrific gaze, its telescoping eyes swirl disconcertingly. <laughs> now, is it like inside, or do they go like? <laughs> I really, they, <laughs> they yeah, stick they, out and just wiggle. <laughs> stupid i'm really sorry if the, whoever designed this monster is listening to this show but it's really fucking silly uh the gigantera's uh, telescoping eyes swirl disconcertingly in the direction of one creature can see within 60 feet if the target can see the gigantera the target must succeed on a dc 18 constitution save or be stunned until the end of its next turn on a success it is immune to this effect for the next 24 hours uh it's bite is a uh, plus 11 to hit, 3d12 plus 6 piercing damage. If the creature is huge or smaller, it must make a DC 18 dexterity so uh, save or be swallowed. Uh, and then you have your uh, sort of normal swallowing rules apply, uh, except for the fact here that says the Gigantera can have up to two huge, four large, six medium, or eight small creatures swallowed at one time. Yikes. Yeah. It's a lot of things in its little belly there. Yeah. There's a creature like this in real life that was at an institute exhibit that's like some sort of weird deep sea gulper fish that like its entire tummy like distends and it can just like eat things like six times its size. It's weird. Ooh. Sea creatures are Ooh. weird, Zach. Ooh. And then its tail slap is a 15 foot reach plus 11 to hit dealing 2d10 plus six bludgeoning damage on hit. So he stare at you with googly eyes, uh, tries to bite and or swallow you, and then just smacks your friends away with its tail. I hate it. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Can I be honest? I'm not yeah. a fan. I'm so not a fan that I'm going to stop talking about this so I can blow my nose. Do it. Um, I think, um, can we liken this thing more to other pop culture examples? Yeah, what do you have in mind? Um, uh, in my head right now, I am seeing, 
I'm kind of seeing young George McFly from Back to the Future. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, hi, I'm George McFly. I'm your he's, I'm your density. He's kind of a dork, yeah. Um, let's see, what other dorks in media in, are in there? Um, Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. I I, I see that. Didi. Yeah. Didi. Get out of my laboratory. Um, we've we've already talked about. But it's like about, Nightmare Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> Night Dexter. We talked about Maurice from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Just big time. We did because of the big. Because uh, uh, the big Google goggles. Um, Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka. Yeah. Not my favorite Depp role. What's your favorite Depp role? Uh, fuck. You didn't think I was gonna ask you that, did you? Uh, fucking gun to my head. Um. <laughs> shit. Um. I mean, like, I can't say Jack Sparrow. That's too on the nose. Yeah, that's that's that. What's the um? That's such a basic fucking bitch answer. Yeah. Um. God. I mean, Edward Scissorhands is really good. Edward Scissorhands is. He's a great really Sweeney. Good. He's a great Sweeney Todd. I enjoyed his Sweeney Todd. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I know what it is. Crybaby. That, that that's pretty classic. Crybaby rules. That's a good flick. <laughs> that's a classic one. I also really enjoyed when um he reprised his role from twenty the the TV show Twenty One Jump Street in the the remake like the movie. Oh, I did not know Jump he Street. did that. That's awesome. Yeah, spoilers for the Twenty One Jump Street movie that came out you know ten years ago. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, at at one point, Johnny De- um, there's like these bikers that they've been like running into throughout the whole movie, um, and they show up, you know, at the it's prom night, and there's a big mm-hmm. drug deal, you know, but about to happen that they're gonna bust, and yeah. um, you know, the a a the guns come up, and everyone's like, drop your guns, and then at some point, two of the bikers who like you've seen in the background the whole movie, um, you know like he rips off like the beard and you know like a fake nose and they're like you know fbi and it's johnny depp and at one point they're like yeah we're with jump street like you're with jump street that's funny because we were with jump street (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh he's him from from 21 jump street that's fun Uh, amazing i'm a a big johnny depp fan honestly i've always been a big johnny depp he makes some good Mm. yeah uh anywho yeah Anyway, this fucking dorkfish. The fucking dorkfish. This thing should, by every right, be scary, but it's just not. Yeah. Forget the 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 you know dogfish. This thing's a dorkfish. There you go. Thank you. A dweeb fish. I like dweeb fish a lot, actually. Yeah. Gigantera, more like Bor Ragnarok. <laughs> oh no, not this again. <laughs> Justin hits with that somewhat recently on AP, and I feel yeah, like I, you had to yeah. be exposed to it. Yes, yes, I was. And I went, no, no, I, I've escaped from this. I don't need to deal with this anymore. No, sir, there is no escape from Boar Ragnarok. Edward Scissorhands, more like Boar Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, God. The Gigantero would be better if it was portrayed by Johnny Depp. I agree, I agree. Yeah, he just, just swims up, let's boogie. <laughs> And then eats you. Yeah. Just just eats you. Just gobbles you right up. And then he's gone. I don't want to talk about this creature anymore, Zach. Neither do I. Do, you want, do we want to move on? We can move I on. I would. Bad pet. Bad pet 
is a big old guy. Odds are you're not going to have space to keep him. So just, just like, let's not worry about it. All right. Well, our last guy is called the Rockwood. Nice. <laughs> Flint Rockwood. Um, no, it's just like a big ant looking <laughs> thing. Um, it's a great, it's he, a great porn name. Yeah. Rockwood. <laughs> Rockwood. Yeah. What, what did you say? Chet Rockwood? Uh, yeah. What's up? What's in, uh, hey, happy to be doing the scene with you today. You can call me Chet Rockwood. And your partner's like, do I have to? It's like, it's in my rider. Yeah. It's in my rider. Yeah. yeah. I, you have to say the full name, Chet Rockwood. Yeah. But hey, no, I'm like I said, really excited to be doing this scene with you. Like, I, like everything I want us to like what we're gonna do today. I want us to be really enthusiastic about. It. So if you're not feeling something, just let me know. Yeah, I, I think he's a bit of a douche, but he's really into consent, and I think that's really cool about <laughs> Chet Rockwood. Yeah, like during scenes, you have to be like, oh, Chet yeah. Rockwood. Like you gotta say the full name. Yeah, but like is really concerned about like your comfort and your safety. Yeah, like he does like regular check ins. He calls mm. them Chet ins. Um, oh my god. <laughs> and by that he means Chet Rockwood ends um, yes. because you do have to say the full name has no problem like standing up to directors or producers if oh yeah like, definitely yeah pushing things what, yeah. that uh, people aren't comfortable with yeah no because he's, he's Chet Rockwood he's a good guy he's just a little he's just a little weird he's kind of full of himself but like yeah. kind of no pun intended rock steady that was pretty good hey thanks dude I love Chet Rockwood <laughs> Let's talk about the actual creature. Now. There we go. This is the Rockwood. Um, oh God! Starting out with a word, Charseldoni. Uh, to Google, Charseldoni. It's a type of like gem. Oh, it's okay. Like, it's like quartz. How do you pronounce it? Great find question. A pronunci- find a pronunciation for us, please. Hold. Cast. I love how we fixate on these things, and then it'll be gone, and we'll never think of it again. Oh, chalcedony. Chalcedony. Oh, okay. Chalcedony. Chalcedony and quartz form the enormous trunk and widespread limbs of a lifeless stone tree with gnarled mineral fingers and red hues. Stone eyes crack open and the tree moves. Each each earth-shaking step a rock slide with implacable, 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 implacable force. Thank you. My vocab is not as strong as it should be. When a tree ant dies in a place with strong connections to the plane of Earth, the wood sometimes petrifies and takes on new life. Oh, okay. Rockwoods emerge from volcanic slopes and old riverbeds yearning for ancient forests that live only in their memories. Whoa. So it's an an undead tree ant? Kind of. It's classed as an elemental. This is very strange. A dream of spring. Rockwoods recall life as plants. They remember growth, the taste of rain and sun, a breeze's caress and the clutch of fierce gales snatching at long lost leaves. Their new bodies can no longer know such sensations. (laughs) Leaving Rockwoods melancholy and in some cases harboring a seething anger beneath their rocky exteriors. Oh, they're sad. They're sad and mad. I didn't think when I saw this cool rock tree called a rockwood and making Mm. porn jokes about it that it'd be sad yeah and just like its predecessor chet rockwood they're hardened avengers (laughs) okay that is absolutely like the series he is most well known for hardened avengers chet rockwood hardened (laughs) Avengers. 
never forgetting slights <laughs> against stone or tree, Rockwoods take vengeance on anything caught quarrying rock or harvesting lumber. Oh, fuck. Oh. Their nigh impregnable bodies resist uh, most counterattacks by lumberjacks or miners. However, Rockwoods remember the terror of storms and forest fires, and fire and thunder may prove panic or incite wrath. Cool. These things are badass. Yeah, they're really fucking cool. They're chaotic neutral, arm class of 17, 94 hit points, 30 foot walking, 15 foot burrow speed. Cool. Just imagine a tree coming out of the ground and just like... Yeah, a a 15 to 20 foot tall stone tree, man. Yeah, dude, this is rad. Named Uh, Chet Rockwood. Named Chet Rockwood. Um, Yeah, I I think we found your next Monster Hearts character, Chet Rockwood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, using the succubus skin. Um, Strength of 20, Dex of 8, Con of 19, Int of 10. Okay. Wisdom of 15 and Charisma of 10. Okay. Okay. Okay, Chet Rockwood. Uh, They're vulnerable to thunder damage. They're, They're resistant, yeah, sense. resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. I mean, to poison, exhausted, paralyzed, petrified, po- uh, poisoned, and unconscious. Um, have dark vision out to sixty feet. Tremor sense, tremor sense out to sixty feet. Uh, they have earth glide while doing so. Yeah, it doesn't disturb the material. It moves through. That's awesome. Cool. Um, elemental nature doesn't require air, food, drink, or sleep. Persistence of stone recharges after a short or long rest. When the rockwood is reduced to below, it's uh, HP maximum fossil barrage recharges, which we'll cool. read in a bit. Uh, roiling roots. The stony roots of the rockwood make the ground within 15 feet of the, of the rockwood um, difficult terrain for creatures other than the rockwood. I love uh, that, got, too. It's got sea monster. It's also got towering reach. The Rockwood doesn't have disadvantage on ranged attacks uh, from being within five feet of a hostile creature, though it may <laughs> still have disadvantage from other sources. Because it's just tall enough that it has reach. Yeah. It has the range. Ha. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. It's got multi-attack, makes two whomping slams or rock attacks. Um, if both Whomping Slam attacks hit one creature, each creature within five feet of the target must succeed on a DC 15 uh, deck save or take 2d8 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone. Wow. Dang. Um, yeah, let's see. So Whomping Slams, plus eight to hit, 10 foot reach, uh, 3d8 plus five bludgeoning, and the target is large or smaller and must uh, succeed um, on a strength save or be knocked prone. It's got the rock attack. It's a ranged weapon. It just chucks a rock at you. Plus ah. eight to hit. Can throw it uh, up to 60 feet without disadvantage and up to 180 feet with disadvantage. 2d10 plus 5. Bludgeoning. But then Ow. there's the fossil barrage. The Rockwood sprays shards of stone and is 30-foot cone. Each creature in that area. <laughs> each creature in that area must make a DC 15 deck save or take 28 or 8 D6 piercing damage on a failed save for half as much on a successful one. So yeah, that's it a, just that's a it fireball just right there. Fucking cocks its arm and just like yeah just shoots a bunch of shit at you and that's a recharge six but it automatically recharges when it hits half hit points when it has hit points yeah that's sick yeah it's pretty cool i like a rockwood a rockwood's i like cool. rockwood a lot yeah rockwoods are chill oh yeah but they're, they're um, sad yeah they know sylvan and Taryn, so you can just like talk to them and be like hey buddy what's going on 
I'm but it's in Terran, so it's, it's but it's in Terran, so it's more like I'm pretty sad, dude. I was a tree once, and now I'm not a tree anymore. I did. I see how that can be sad. I'm also sad like that sometimes. Oh, really? You're sad too. I'm kind of sad too, bro. You understand me? Yeah, just come here. And then their branches get interlocked, and then they find love. <gasps> Chet Rockwood and Chip Rockwood. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like when in, like, you know, junior high when, like, people would make out when they had braces and their braces would get, like, interlocked, but instead mm-hmm. it's their, their branches. Yeah. Because yeah. Chet and Chip are making out too hard. <laughs> they're all they have. Yeah, they're all they have. Just a couple, couple of rock tree boys just seeking some comfort. It's just some good rock tree boys. Some rock tree boys trying to find some comfort in each other's rock tree bods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we have there's there's two bits here that are, okay. are we've been kind of swinging between, and one is Chet Rockwood hardened Avenger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other is like. That title of for that paragraph, a dream of spring. A dream of it's very it's sad. So sad. It's a very sad. And like a dream of spring is absolutely the title of like a Rockwood like one man play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in it's like one in like a little black box theater. Yeah, when when Chet Rockwood was like, I'm gonna go like I'm gonna become like a real actor and yeah. like makes his segue to the stage. Yeah. His his premiere work. Yeah, one man a show. Dream of spring. A dream of spring. Yeah, his yeah, one ever, a one man show. Parentheses. One man is always enough. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it, everyone comes in like expecting it to be kind of raunchy and dumb, and then everyone walks out like, "What the fuck?" Fucking crying. I, did, I like, didn't expect to feel. <laughs> yeah, this former porn star. It's like now it's just like it's over, I gave your feelings an orgasm. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm a blow your mind. Dude. I'm a blow your mind. Before I'm, I would just Zach, blow you, but now I'm gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Zach, unironically, Chet Rockwood is one of the best and weirdly most wholesome characters we've ever created. Dude, I love Chet Rockwood. Chet Rockwood <laughs> is unflappable, extremely sex positive, a little full of himself. But like, but, aren't all great artists? Yeah, no, I think it's it, it, he toes the line of confidence and arrogance really well. Yeah. You know, like on set, he's like, "I'm fucking shit, Rockwood, dude." Yeah, and then like offset yeah. is just like, "Hey, what's going on?" Well, yeah, he he pulls like, "Do you know who the fuck I am?" But like, yeah. only like when people are being like shitty. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you said, like when the producer comes out and it's like, I don't care like about having you know uh uh like having a uh, boundaries conversation beforehand. Let's just get the cameras rolling. He's mm-hmm. like, do you know who the fuck I am? I'm Chet Rockwood. Rockwood. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, but then like, you know, you have the thing where he's like trying to go on a date and like trying to get into like a fancy restaurant. And he's like, I'm really sorry to do this, but like, I'm Chet Rockwood. I'm Chet like, Rockwood. Oh, Mr. oh, you're Rockwood. Chet. I didn't recognize you with your clothes on. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't recognize you. That's something in your mouth. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Come on. <laughs> something or someone in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I only put my, I only put mines in there now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
I love Chet Rockins. <laughs> you and I, I think, have collectively fallen so deeply in love with Chet Rockwood over the course of this one section. 100%, um, dude. 100%. <laughs> This is the best character we've ever made. Chet Rockwood, whatever you are, we salute you. We salute the fuck out of you. Pun intended. God, I love him. Um, All right, I think that's a good app, bud. (laughs) I think we did it. I think we did it. I All think thanks we, to Chet Rockwood. Yeah, we uh, uh, a rock a mock a mooied your Rockwood <laughs> off. We, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, can you imagine the scene, the pair up, the 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 two superstars, Chet Rockwood and the Rocka Mooey, yes. <laughs> yes, incredible. Oh man. Well, folks, thank you for joining us for uh, uh, yet another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Uh, this was really fun. This was I had a really good time. I, I had a good time on this well. episode. This was a yeah. fun one. Um, you know, the usual stuff. Griffin will tell you more about it in the outro, but, you know, you can sure. find us all over the Internet. Um, yeah. I will say, um, vis-a-vis our socials, something I've kind of been uh, sleeping on. But I do want to get us. Um, I'm I'm of the mind to get the fuck off of the old bad bird website. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that Blue Sky has gone fully public um, for everybody, I'm gonna try to get our uh, socials kind of moved over to Blue Sky officially. Cool. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I'm also over on Blue Sky as well now mm-hmm. um, under my old handle of Griffcold. So you could have been Zach the sooner. I gave you a rough code forever ago. Well, I, you did, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I just the ADHD really got the better of me. Hey, like, I, I'm so bad at doing social media in the first I am, place. I am too. I am too. So, um, Zach, you're on there already, right? Yeah, uh, I'm over on the blue handle. sky. Yeah, at, Zach, at that guy, Zach Rob. Great, doing and then. The Eventually, you'll be able to find us over there as well, probably at the same handle if I can snag it, at Pet Shop Cast. So mm-hmm. uh, just give us a follow. And, of course, if you always want to keep the most up-to-date with stuff, the things that we're best at is over on the Discord, mm-hmm. where if you support us on Patreon for at the lowest two, tier... Two dollars a month. Two measly buckaroos a month. You're not going to uh, know it's gone. You're not even going to notice. You're gonna go. You're gonna be going through your bank statement, being like two dollars. What did I do? Did I buy a soda at a vending machine? Um, you can go Patreon, go Slight Media. Oh, they deserve. Oh, that. they deserve that. And then I, I should really check the Discord. So you know, it's good for everybody. Really, it's good for everybody. It. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Simply awesome. awesome. Um, Simply awesome. I think that's pretty much it. That's um, it. We love you. And uh, you know, love I've been, you. I've been Zach. I've been Griffin, and just remember, folks, at the end of the day. It's all about Chet Rockwood, baby. <laughs> it's all about Chet Rockwood, and Chet Rockwood is all about, about love. love. There we are. We did it. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all for listening to episode 129 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter, for now, at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Ice Deer Brewing, Patrick, and Keith for your continued support. 
We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on the Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for posting the ads here on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, don't forget that consent is a vital part of any intimate moment, even if you only know your partner by the name of Chet Rockwood. This has been a Ghost Light Media Production.